Welcome to whatever time of the day it is. Boy, where did I go there? Welcome. This is the PH Podcast Express. This is Adam Filkins. With me, as always, is Phil Nickel. And uh, boy, do we have, well, whatever kind of show we bring you tonight. I have no idea what kind of show this is. Um, I didn't get to do normally the prep I do because we're actually recording this on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Pulling back the curtain a little bit for a little bit of magic, and uh, here we are. And I did hear on the radio the other day, it is Truck Month! Truck Month! So it's a Sunday on Truck Month. And it's uh, we're here at the world-famous Silver Tavern, the good old STD uh, Silver Tavern, Deckerville, recording like always, and uh, Sunday night, Adam and I buckle up, Buttercup. Now you might say, well, why would you guys record on a Sunday? And the answer is because we've got a very big week planned. We do. Uh, this is huge. I'm for the so podcast, excited. we we've got uh, what is going to be three episodes this week. Wow! That will bring us on Saturday to our fiftieth, our fiftieth five zero. 50th episode. If you would have told Phil back in November this shit would still be going now and be at episode 50, nah, yeah. he wouldn't have bet on it. I really thought we'd be at like episode 13 because of our attention spans. Our attention spans are terrible. Adam is the entertaining one. I certainly am not. So thanks for bearing with me for this long. Well, you're, I, I, I tend to, when I go back and listen to these, listen to these disease? Diseases, yes. When I go back and listen to these, I've had a few beers in your absence. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's the kind of pre-show meeting I love. Yes. I had one all by myself. Ooh. Um, I was alone. Yeah. I was all, all by alone. myself. Yeah. <laughs> no one's looking. I was thinking of you. Okay. That was a great song. Um, but anyways, I, I uh, we, we have a whole lot of stuff planned. Our 50th episode extravaganza. As Is that I what we're calling it? it? Yeah, you have. That's a beautiful graphic too. Go, you can go Isn't see that? that on Facebook. We do have a Facebook page. Yeah. For the, we never, we don't talk about that very much. We talk about the email, which is of course pineapple nipple arsehole at gmail.com. That's our being the pineapple, me being the arsehole. Yes. Arsehole. And uh, also PNA podcast express at gmail.com. That's the letters PNA as in painful nut allergy as in pine nipple. I don't know. Atlanta. It's hard to get away from nipple. It is. Nipple, it, everyone gravitates toward nipples. Yeah. The I, N always ends up being genitals. genitals. If, I, if I had to believe where it stems from, it probably comes from... <laughs> it probably comes from when you're, of course, a baby and you gravitate toward nipples. So Yes. It's conditioned. It's Pavlovian. Yeah. So. They, they say that, you know, when a baby's born, if you throw it off to the side it'll eventually make its way back to its mom and yeah latch on <laughs> eventually <laughs> yeah i'm pickle rick <laughs> unless she's fast <laughs> i always use the phrase i'm more confused than a baby in a topless bar it's always a good one <laughs> that is pretty good oh, oh shit <laughs> thank you thank you so we're here on sunday i'm just getting warmed up i'm only half half a beer in because i just dropped off the kiddos and carol yeah. and made my way back here and kind of a different night for us to record but we'll power through this we will we'll find a way we'll we're gonna persevere. have to find some energy because it's just you and i we really can't feed off of some of the great guests like we've had in the past you know we we have we've had a string of pretty good guests we have it's, I, I've, it's, it's been and we've had a string of some uh, they've all been good yes yeah I've yeah never, i've never won 
Me either. That makes two of us. Oscar is sitting and listening. You'll probably hear his uh, side comments, which are worth gold. He doesn't want to be on, but he'll sit here and listen, which we appreciate. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes, we, we, we appreciate an audience. <laughs> an audience of one. Now we can say, this podcast has been recorded in front of a live, live studio, studio audience. <laughs> Pipe in a laugh track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so what do you want to talk about? Any karate kicks to the crotch or anything? Oh, like that? just repeated karate kicks to the crotch. Yeah, I so many. I, I really can't pick one specific instance out. There's just been they, they've just been going all uh, all uh, Chuck yeah. Norris on your crotch this week, huh? Yeah, got the garage cleaned out. That's good. Um, looks like I'm going to have to have some kind of septic service at my house Ooh, after sh- just paying for the roof to get done. Pretty shitty. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's spots that are soft in my yard <laughs> and uh i was mowing yesterday and discovered that i probably should do something about this the softness yeah so that is a huge karate kick to the crotch that is, it's gonna be a karate kick to your checkbook yes <laughs> well i do have i do have two teenage sons well no not i have one one that is 20 and one that is teenage so no longer a teenager and right? i have two shovels <laughs> tell tell them to go back to back, and one yeah. has the shovel left handed. Yep, and uh, and they both have muck boots. That's so. perfect. <laughs> Problem solved. Yes, so it's pretty much taking care of itself. <sighs> That's good. I like to hear that. I like. Yeah. I'm. I'm I have, I'll get my energy up. Don't worry. I'll. I'm a little. Oh, I'm, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, you, you'll you'll be there. I'll get it this way. <laughs> it's Sunday night. What a. <sighs> Last week was one of those weeks where on Tuesday afternoon I was I was saying this has been a long week. Yeah. By Friday, I was like, is this the 12th Monday in a row I know. that I've had? That's uh, one of the old uh, Irishmen I work with. Uh, every day was either first, it was Monday, then it was second Monday, third Monday, fourth Monday. He'd call Friday, Friday. But he was the one that every single morning I'd walk up and say, how you doing today, Don? And he'd say, another day closer to the grave. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm usually a little more upbeat when people yeah. ask me, you know. People walk by me at work and be like, how you doing? I'll be like, if I was any better, there'd have to be two of me. That's right. And yeah. that usually throws them off because, <laughs> They're you like, know, wait a minute. Yeah, two of him. What? <laughs> so, that, he'd need a whole other pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that that's the first thing you thought of that they would think of. Uh, he'd need a whole other pair of shoes. Well, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. 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 So, you know, at least I got that going for me. I only need one pair. <laughs> you know, one of my favorites, uh, I always love the phrase, because there's certain little catchphrases I use. Like, you see, what had happened was, I use that one a lot, but uh, at least I've got that going for me is one of those ones I, I love. And that's from Caddyshack. Yes. When he says, well, you know, at least I got that going for me, which is which is nice. On your grave, you will achieve total consciousness. So I got that going for yeah. me. Yeah, which is nice. As he's holding a pitchfork up to the kid's neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, big hitter there, uh, Dolly. Big hitter. <laughs> Reaches back and hits one into a, 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 a 10,000 foot crevasse. And he says, Gunga, 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 Galunga. <laughs> what the that hell? That is such a good movie. I know. Well, who was it? We were talking about Caddyshack and JB didn't know the frame of reference. Was oh, it JB, I think? Yes, it was. By the way, we haven't had a fuck JB moment in a while. You know what? Fuck you, JB. Yeah. Thanks for bailing on us on bowling season. And if there's two of you, fuck all four of your shoes. That's right. May someone piss in all four of your shoes. Yes. 
<laughs> May that Actually, someone be a dog. We love you, JB. You have to come out for the live special. Yes, I'm hoping. I've already contacted him. Oh, did him I let aware. the cat out of the bag? We haven't talked about that yet. On yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we talked okay. right at the start of the show. Very good. See, where, where were you? Ah, other Phil is here. Oh, okay. is that okay, Other Phil? That's okay, Other Phil. So there's two of you. There are several of me. Haven't you noticed this before? Some may not be Phil. Some may be other characters, <laughs> and they come out randomly. Other characters like Other Phil. Like Other Phil. Is that okay, Other Phil? That is okay, Other Phil. Yes. Oh, so you two don't know which one is the real Phil. No, we've been trying to determine that for about 41 years now. That's like if you're a clone. Yeah. You're How fucked. Do you know? How do you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's a dilemma. Think about that. If you were cloned and your clone was a clone, but you were the original, but maybe you are the clone and you didn't know and you went back and forth. And what if you sat there and went, man, my clone is better than me in every way. Oh, Fucker. Very Fucking clone. Very Schrodinger's cat kind of uh, scenario. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I like is it, it. Is that like from Cat or Pet Cemetery? I think so. Because that cat wasn't right. <laughs> that cat wasn't right. Some things are better off, Dad. Man, you see? Uh-oh. Oh, nope. Yep. There, no. Oh! Herman Munster <laughs> lay, laying out the wise words. Some things are better off, Dad. <laughs> Oh, man. Episode two, Drink. So the other day I was jerking off. (laughs) Never start a segment with that, I was told. Well, you know, too late. Too late. (laughs) Trying to identify some new genres of porn, because the old ones just aren't getting it done for me anymore. So usually I, I start to explore a little bit and get lost, and next thing you know, it's hours later, the battery's wearing out on my iPad, and yeah just terrible how are the uh, mosaics coming along oh the presidential dick mosaics are coming along very nicely i believe i have completed seven of them so far and another three of them in the works have you by chance uh been able to get wilson in there yet not yet not woodrow wilson has not been completed yet. it should have the most yeah dicks in the and, dick. and some of the most mediocre dicks yeah yeah, no, no huge cocks in that one. Probably no, no. like the four to six inches in that one. Yeah, and probably a lot of flaccid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the nose and the ears probably will be flaccid yeah. penises for Woodrow Wilson. I'm just, I, I was looking at presidential uh, national debt increases, and he's <laughs> off the charts. As really? The top. Woodrow yeah. Wilson just took us, he took oh, it, he, he gunga gunga that one into the 10,000 foot crevasse. Huh? He, uh, he put it to us. Pretty hard. <laughs> so, I believe that's a karate kick to the crotch for the entire nation. It is. It is. That's a karate kick right to Florida. I was going to say that more. Yeah, more like maybe Alabama, Texas, but yeah, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah the, that's the kind Gulf, of the crotch of the country. Gulf Coast area. Florida is the terrible dongle, and the crotch is kind of like yeah. Does that make tex- Texas the nutsack? Yeah, and Alabama and them are more the taint right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that fits. I oh, can I oh, can get in. Ohio is that. the asshole of the whole thing. So yeah. We've already cleared that up. You know, especially because the, uh, the bovisphere in, in Ohio has not gotten better. No, it's, it's, uh, it is fully down at sea level, um, maybe even below in some of the valleys. Actually, worms and uh, other creatures that exist below the terra are starting to, to uh, succumb to the bovisphere. Well, the bovisphere is taking over nitrogen as the top uh, top gas in the ground oh yeah yeah no doubt so so we just wanted to give you an update on that because i realized we haven't talked about the bosphere for a while so no and, and, and it, there's some news it is i expect there'll be a report on that 
uh, some point. At some in the point, future. our special reporter correspondent is going to report on the Bovisphere. Yeah, I would think so. But for so. tonight, he actually sent me uh, some information via. Uh, uh, telegraph and carrier pigeon on what he's going to be covering tonight. So fantastic! Yeah, and that, that's good to know. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny that I still have a, a telegraph in my house, but I'm old school. Well, who doesn't? Yeah, it's over in the corner. It'll just start ticking away once in a while. Mine, uh, mine's sitting right next to my knob and tube circuit breaker system. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. So, uh, karate kicks for you just all fucking week man yeah th- this week was just like one giant karate kick if my whole week was i was uh, i don't know it, it was it's okay things i keep telling myself things are going to get better right is that is that the outlook you're supposed to have things are going to get better um, or things will get better i think things will get better is the thing that you, what i normally get is things have the potential to maybe get better someday someday if they have to. So it gives me hope, but not a lot. Yeah, hope. Hope. I This week, you know, I just have to make it through Monday this week, which is vis-a-vis will be tomorrow. Of course, which will be yesterday for all you folks listening. Uh, yes. And I just have to make it through because my schedule really opens up nicely. And the rest of the week actually doesn't look so terrible. But tomorrow, tomorrow's meeting Monday at work and I start teaching my class tomorrow night. And uh, I have a new book, and I have to make a new lesson plan. And guess how much of that I've achieved already? Uh, my guess is zero. You know me all so well. Yes. <laughs> so everybody taking his class Tuesday, if he taught you anything on Monday, I've confused myself. It's a goddamn miracle yeah. is what that is. I'm wait done. a minute. Wait. I have a feeling that your students are going to get in there and be like, That's how I feel. So I remember <laughs> the last class I taught, they were studious students, which I appreciate. Studious students? Yes. And uh, I always, uh, <laughs> it's a cop-out. I'm supposed to teach for two hours, but I do an hour and a half, and then I have an, a half an hour question and open lab session because I teach an Excel nice. class. And uh, I, I'll be damned if those bastards some nights didn't stay that entire half hour. And I'm sitting there like, can't we just go home? Can't we just go home? Can't we just go uh-huh. home? Yeah. Yeah. So I can the, see that. So for those students out there, no matter what level you are, vis-a-vis if it's high school or college or everything, the fucking teachers and professors want to go home too. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and you're not kissing up by no. staying through that whole no, time. No, absolutely not. If you think, oh, I need to stay this time because they have allotted it for us, just fucking go home so he can too. Yeah. He wants to go watch fucking porn. He wants to eat Cheetos. He wants to bang his wife. He wants to get Dairy Queen. You know, go home and do shit. Well, I used to have to teach four-hour classes. There you go. I'm too old for that. To banging wives or Dairy Queen or Cheetos? There you go. All right. All three. I like it. That's all-encompassing. I need something new in my life. We all need something new in our lives. I need a good good person (laughs) and uh, live life the way it's supposed to be. There you go. You can't ask for any more than that. That's it. That's it. That is... Oh, you can't ask for more? Whether you get it or not. Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) I'd like a lot of money. So when you were teaching four-hour... Yeah, I'd I'd like a lot of money, too. Which, by the way, share our podcast with people and tell them about it. Um, I've actually... I think uh, in uh, layman's terms, I've probably hitched my wagon to the wrong horse here. Because I don't think the podcast is what's going to make me rich. It'll make Adam rich, but probably not me. I probably won't share a lot with you. Yeah, that's okay. 
I would fully understand. I'll give you enough to string you along, keep you showing up every week to record with me. Oh, kind of like some other uh, local broadcast companies we know. <laughs> nailed that, it, didn't I? That was a double. <laughs> that was a double. I really nailed that one, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I like that new drop. I yeah, do. That, I that's do. a good one, isn't it? That's a good drop. Oh, people are laughing here. The new kid's back there bartending. He's entertaining. Linden is his name, right? Linden? I, I don't know. He brought me fries oh, earlier. Here. There's here. one right there. There's a French fry right there. Yeah, he dropped one. So he's oh, that's of, beautiful. Kind of on my shit list. Look at how golden brown that is. I know. They were gorgeous. There was a lot of fries in that basket, though. They did not fuck around. <laughs> we don't fuck around. No. When so, you come out Saturday... Order fries. That's I see you put on the, the the flyer. World famous fries. World famous. Did I? I think you you accentuated the fries. I don't know if you said world famous, but you definitely you put a you put a uh, you put a, a very uh, uh, a very big adjective in front of them. Yes, I. Yes, I I did put something on in the. I don't was, know if it was on the flyer or if it was in my description. It was a superlative for sure. Yeah, but they are pretty damn good. They are good. They are good. I'm. Well, if that's all you got to say, that's not good. I, I, I'd like to say that the fries suck and the rest of the, the rest of the food is good. There you go. I so you're not a fan are... of the fries? Yeah. What? Hey. What did they do to you? everything else is good, hell is fries. Well, the fries are good too, though. Huh. I, I haven't had anything that I don't like here so far. So my friend is a dick and here's why. I, I'm listening. So well, I was. That's what you got, you know, down below. My dick, yeah. It's is, is that your friend? Some, some days. days, yeah. Some days. <laughs> I answered that one for you. <laughs> you we've been doing, we, we've been doing this together for almost fifty episodes. So. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So my friend is a dick, and here's why. I, I recall I recalled this story as I was driving back through the countryside today, and looking at the silos and various farms and such. And uh, growing up on the farm, we had a, uh, another, we called it the other place, I don't know how original, because it was the other farm, like other barn. And we had cattle in there, and there was a silo, and of course we'd pipe up feed. But it was an old school silo, it didn't have a, what they call a silo unloader, which would be the you know, equipment that would unload the feed for you and blow it down the silo chute. And uh, so somebody had to go up there and pitch feed down, another one, take it to the cattle, right? To the manger. Yes, that's the word I use, the manger. So I'm up there with my buddy, and he opts to go up into the silo and pitch down. And uh, it's a 40-foot silo, but the feed was at about the 20, I'd say 22-foot level. And uh, he no sooner than gets up there, and I hear, hear him yell. He's like, hey! And if you know anything about silos, when you're talking to somebody in a silo, there's a chute. You know, for the openings where every make sure all the feed doesn't just scatter when you pitch it out to doors. You've got to yell up the chute to talk to them for them to hear you. And I go, what? He's like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm underneath the chute so you can hear me. And all of a sudden I hear, brum, 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 and something brushes by me and lands in the feed pile. And I look, and it's about a 25-pound angry raccoon. Oh, nice. <laughs> so this raccoon gets its bearings looks at me and decides I'm the reason for his recent 22-foot fall. So he's angry now. So he chases me. And I was 15 years old around the yard because I shoot out the door 
of the, the, the old milk house, shoot out the door. This raccoon is chasing me, and I'm running around the yard, probably do about a 30-foot loop, and then finally I jump in the back of the pickup, and the raccoon keeps going, trucking on out to the field. Well, the last probably 15 to 20 seconds, I hear nothing but hysterical laughter from my friend. As he decided once he threw the raccoon down to shoot, he was going to barrel down to see what happens next. What an asshole. So the raccoon didn't bite you or anything. It did not bite me. I was able to somehow get away, which I, you know, I, that's probably the fastest I've ever ran in my life. Because if you know anything about me, even from my athletic days, you could time my 40 with a sundial. Yeah. I was that slow. Yeah. You, you and I both. I wouldn't outrun it. I'd just be like, eh, whatever happens. But he said, he said, your ass caught about three foot of air jumping into the back bed of the pickup. He said, it was impressive. He said, that's the most. He even said that. I think we told that story after our, our last football banquet. He's like, that's the most athletic thing I've ever seen Phil do. <laughs> so, you know, we have raccoons yeah. around. And, and uh, I, I want to note that the, the raccoon was not harmed in this story. Fantastic. Yes. He well, just he got upset. He, you know, he had a bad day. I'm sure he reported that as his karate kick to the crotch for that week. Yeah. He's probably chased a fat kid, couldn't catch him. That's right. <laughs> Fell 22 feet, chased a fat kid, couldn't catch him. <laughs> well, you know, they're one of the few animals that don't reach terminal velocity. <laughs> don't do that while I'm taking a drink. <laughs> Go on. What the hell is terminal <laughs> so, velocity? Terminal velocity is just what it sounds like. It's, yeah. it's the speed at which the impact will kill you. Right. Raccoons fall out of gigantic trees, and they can kind of flatten out, so they don't reach terminal velocity. So I, I, I think you guys are a little out of my realm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the beauty of it was is... The BNA Podcast Express is no longer filmed in front of a live studio audience. Just wanted to put that out there. We're, we're all about full disclosure here, in case you haven't noticed. Yeah. So, so this raccoon, I, I felt it brush, and I heard the whoomp. And luckily, he had to collect himself, he or she. I probably, it probably, I'm going to say for the, all intents and purposes of this story, it was a he. Okay. And uh, I, I had a moment where we had a moment where I looked into his eyes, and our eyes locked. And he said, fat kid, you better fucking run because I'm yeah. pissed at you. Yep. And I took off. And luckily, he had not gathered himself enough yet to take off immediately after that. And that head starts the only thing that probably saved me from getting bit by a raccoon and having an irrational fear of them as well as geese. So I can tell you that you were not going to outrun a raccoon if it wanted to catch you. Yeah. I want everybody that's listening to look up <laughs> raccoons fighting coyote. Okay. And you will not believe how fast these little sons of bitches are. Yeah. And if they want to catch you, they're going to catch you. They so do, you're saying he was just toying with me? He was toying with you. He was doing what they call a bluff charge. Okay, a bluff charge. I like that we're getting... This story has really evolved into something I appreciate now. Well, it's educational. Yes. We're like the Snapple of podcasts. <laughs> crack, uh, crack, uh, crack your Snapple and see what the fun fact is underneath the cap. Exactly. Raccoons will bluff charge you. And it's where they growl and they, and they do all this stuff. And... Or did it growl at you? It was barking like a dog. Yeah, it's horrific, isn't it? Yeah. It's like... Yeah. And my son does a phenomenal raccoon. Right. The, the same one that does the Randy Newman stuff. He does an exact ra- raccoon um, noise. Right. And I came walking out of the bedroom one morning at like 6 in the morning getting ready for work. And he was standing like right by the dog food dish where the raccoons go to all the time. Right. And he reached down. I couldn't see him. It's dark out. 
he reaches down, he rattles the food, and then he starts growling like that. Right. And I was like back in the bedroom with the door closed in a heartbeat. So, so I, also as a postscript to the story, I asked my friend once I had calmed down and my heart wasn't beating through my throat. I said, "How the fuck did you pitch that down?" Like, was he's like, "Oh, it was easy. I got up there and he was sleeping, so I just scooped him up with the fork and shoved him down." <laughs> so, not only that explains how why he was so pissed off. The sun was probably shining into the silo. He was just taking a wonderful. It was about yeah. three in the afternoon, a midday nap, and he gets awakened to a twenty-two foot drop, and then a fat kid staring him in the eyes. Yeah, you'd be pissed too. I would be. I would be, and I, I would totally bluff charge you. Okay. <laughs> Now that we've dissected this story, I appreciate that. This turned into a lot more than I expected it yeah, to be. Yeah, it was totally educational, and, and we're happy to bring that to everyone. But yeah, me jumping into the back of the pickup, he's like, that was, I mean, you look like you had hops for a second there. I'm like, yeah, and I was wearing work boots too, so. So seriously, like watch, there's raccoon videos out there of, okay. of them chasing coyotes. Okay. And coyotes are totally helpless. Like a, a pack of coyotes and like three raccoons take them out. Really? Yeah, they just so, and they're they're just blurs across the screen. So they shouldn't be trash pandas; they should be trash ninjas. Then yeah, they kind of are. They're <laughs> they're kind of scary. But I one know. of ours was in last night, and she was just so happy to be in the house. She hadn't been in for about a week, right? And she was like jumping around sideways and you know climbing up on stuff and and wanting petted and all that. It was it was actually pretty cute. But yeah, yeah. they can be terrifying. So in the other animal kingdom realm, I have some sad news to report, and I sent this snap out. Uh, remember the stories about the asshole geese? Yes. I have an update on that, and this is tragic. So this, this, was, this was on my way to work. I believe it was Thursday. This is what I saw from the geese. Today. Holy shit. Yeah. And you can read my comment on there, and I'd appreciate you reading it because I can't. I'm too emotional about it. They are assholes, but I didn't want it to end this way for one of them. And, and like this for one of them. Yeah. I ad-libbed there a little bit. It's okay. That's okay. Sick. Yeah. They are assholes, but I didn't want it to end like this for one of them. And it is literally a raccoon, or a, it is a goose, a white goose, well, laying in the middle of the road right on the lines. Yeah. Not good. Not good for the goose. What is not good for the goose is not good for the gander. Like, geese, you're assholes, and I hate you so much, but that's, that's just tragic. Yeah, and Darren, if you're listening, I know he commented on it numerous times this weekend, and uh, he's like, "You're not the one to hit." The-. I'm like, "No, that's why I filmed it the way I did, where I'm approaching it. You can see that it's there before I go through." Right? Do I need to inspect your car for feathers? You should, but I'm, I'm, I always stop for them though. I, I respect yeah. the geese. I, I was once bitten, twice shy in the ass. I respect the geese. Well, and, and those things will fuck up your car. Yeah. Oh yeah. So a guy right outside of my house the other day, I, I turned on the M19. Um, not to give away totally where I live. Um, You'll be all right. There's only a few stalkers. Yeah. But uh, I I leave the house. I turn up M19 heading north into Sandusky. And there is a truck with a messed up front end, like the grill and everything just gone. Yeah. And a turkey, like feathers everywhere. Oh, just feathers everywhere. So, yeah, that was uh, that was a thing. No, oh, gross. That was a karate kick kick to a turkey crotch <laughs> turkey with, turkeys are assholes too when it with comes a dodge to- ram <laughs> <laughs> he got rammed up the ass yeah he certainly mm. did get rammed oh jesus you know there's college baseball on here and i'm looking at these kids and it might as well be the little league world series for how young they look isn't that weird how when you get older people just look younger and younger yeah especially like when i bartend 
the guy carted uh, I carted a kid the other day I call it the other day a kid he's like oh, I'm, I'm 23 and I'm like oh, you look like you're 12 to me yeah you know or, or when you card them and you're trying to do your due diligence in your job and they say well you carded me before well obviously you should be more memorable then because I don't younger. remember you yeah yeah you look younger today yeah yeah you look younger today uh, have you regressed yeah. that's right is this a Benjamin Button kind of scenario are you using oil of Olay that's right. do you use essential oils <laughs> <laughs> You know, I hear if you use that eucalyptus behind your ears, it'll tighten your facial muscles, and then, <laughs> then you'll have all kinds of... Uh, Just eucalyptus. Yes, eucalyptus. <laughs> Age-defying eucalyptus. <laughs> Age-defying eucalyptus. Tonight's broadcast brought to you by Age-defying eucalyptus. You know, if you get a cold, and you take some Vicks, and you put it on Kleenex, you fold it in half, shove it up between your butt cheeks, no more cold. <laughs> No more cold. <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> uh, have I ever told you when, <laughs> when I was in my deep throes of alcoholism? <laughs> I came up with all this. And actually, that's three quarters of the ideas I'm enacting today now that I've, I've improved my life and gotten a lot better. But uh, one of them was, for some reason, was uh, I'd get this bacon flavored hemorrhoid cream. Because <laughs> bacon makes everything. Applicator. So you rub the bacon-flavored uh, hemorrhoid cream on the back of the cat and apply with that. Well. So then it's soft and fluffy and smells like bacon. That is true. <laughs> Who wouldn't want bacon-flavored or bacon-scented, bacon-flavored? Actually, flavored is... So th- when I wrote this joke, because uh, I, I obsess over words when I write jokes, I, I, I wanted to go with bacon-scented, but it's preposterous that it's bacon-flavored. Because who would ever taste hemorrhoid cream to begin with? But the fact that it's bacon flavored. So sorry to deconstruct. Sorry to mansplain the joke to you. That's well, no, why. No, no, now it makes sense. You know, kind of like a. Yeah. You know. Because have hemorrhoids still want a rim job? That's right. Bacon flavored hemorrhoid cream <laughs> with cat applicator. Yeah. Now, did you have to supply your own cat applicator, or did it come with one? <sighs> you see, that that was the marketing I could never get past. That's why it never got off the ground. So. This might this might be probably not a lot of people remember this, and I think I've I've alluded to it on the podcast before. Right. But do you do you remember Bonsai Kitty? Yes, on the internet. Now, for those of you that now, when you look it up, it's a Wikipedia page, and it talks about how it's a hoax. Right. But back like in the mid to late '90s, like in the early stages of the internet, um, Bonsai Kitty. A lot of people thought that it was true like this guy right. took pictures of cats that he had supposedly raised in jars so that they would like as they grew they would form fit to the jar or like <laughs> he had square glass containers he had square cats and uh <laughs> you know i grew this tabby in this type of container because i thought that it would be a unique shape and he talked about how he had the special fluid that he developed that he put drops of nutrients in so they'd stay alive <laughs> And Just people, a total hoax, and people believe oh, that shit. People bought into it, like the PETA was called, and I mean, it was it was the Humane Society. It was a huge deal. And now you look it up on Wikipedia, and it's just, yeah, this was a hoax. This is a did. hoax, folks. It wasn't really funny, yeah, but it was. It, it was, was it, but it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it, it was. So, so the other thing, then, once I started with the the and wrote the bit about the uh, the the bacon flavored hemorrhoid cream and with cat applicator. I decided maybe we should weaponize cats. 
And uh, that led me, the Google search led me to a game called Exploding Kittens, which is by, great. I bought it. My kids play it all the time. Fantastic game. But then I got doing research about weaponizing domestic animals. And you know what's fascinating? During World War II, Russia tried to weaponize dogs yeah. with bomb packs. But the problem was when they trained them to take out tanks, they were trained on Russian tanks. So the dogs actually took out their own tanks. Yes. Because <laughs> they, they were trained with them. They didn't think about that. Hence the term Pavlov's dog. Yes. Well, you know, I made a joke to somebody the other day, and I think they thought I was serious because I mentioned that, you know, our, two of our raccoons had baby raccoons. Right. And in two to three years, I would have my own raccoon army. <laughs> and I told them that, I said, well, you ever seen, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, Rocket Raccoon? That's right. what I'm going for. I'm, That's what I'm, I'm trying to get here. I'm training these things, and, and I will, they will all wear bandoliers. <laughs> of course. And uh, they will shoot futuristic weapons. And... I think they thought I was half-joking, but also thought that I was just mad enough to pull it off. You see, that's the problem. Just like our Bovisphere episode, we were riffing so well that I had three people be like, I actually thought it was a thing until you guys pulled back the curtains. <laughs> well, I still haven't pulled back the curtain that I, I have a raccoon army. I, I kind of would like people to think that about me. You think know, of the power that you wield with that. If you have that in your corner, I think that... People will not, if they have ever, ever have an inkling to mess with you, that would squash that in a hurry. Well, yeah. You can't trust me. I've run, I've, I was bluffed charged by a raccoon and ran, and I was terrified. I'm glad you used the term. It yeah, shows see, that you're, you're I'm trainable. learnable. Yes, 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 I'm learnable. Yes. You, you are learning. <laughs> I can learn. This is what I learned. This is what I was learned today. Yes. We do a lot of learning yes. on, this, uh, on this podcast. <laughs> But yeah, you don't want to be bluff charged by a raccoon. Yeah. Chances are, if you're in the wild, it's not a bluff charge. Get the hell out of there. Yeah, and this was in a obviously by the size of this raccoon too. So, given that I was a fat kid, uh, the raccoon was probably the fat kid on his neighborhood too because he had been eating well because he slept. Think about this: he slept in a silo full of corn. Well, our our one raccoon is over thirty pounds. This raccoon was twenty five at least. Yeah, but they get like. Vanilla Oreos and yeah. lemon Oreos. and They gravitate toward Oreos. And you said they eat them just like kids do, where they lick the cream they, out first. Yeah. They split them apart. And if once they're full, yeah, like if they've had a bunch of stuff beforehand, like the one that was in last night, she kind of got full. So she was just splitting them and eating the good stuff out of the middle and, and leaving, leaving the rest of it. Fuck that shit. Yeah. yeah, just like, fuck it. I don't need that. That's how you that know you've life. arrived. You know, yeah. I've been to that point where I, and I, I'm fat right now, but I've been fatter. Where I would do that. I would just say, you know what? I don't care about the cookie part. I just want the, yeah. the center. She'd had like probably four cookies, and then I handed her her fifth, and she just broke it apart and ate the middle out and then came over to me for another one. <laughs> and, of course, the dog is right there to eat the leftovers, so right, it right. was all good. <laughs> so That's fantastic. So, yeah, it, it was... Uh, it's always interesting with them. They're, they're fascinating animals. They are very fascinating animals. I very concur. smart. Very smart. <clears throat> they are very smart and very dexterous, too. They can use their paws oh, to do such crazy, crazy well, shit. I had one that uh, we had one. It was in our bathroom, and it actually got uh, on the sink and was trying to turn the doorknob to get out before we let it out. Really? Yeah. Said if I had better grip on my, the pads on my paws, I could have yeah. turned it. And they have turned on our sink before. That's so. That's impressive. Yeah, and they got water and turned it off. Oh, well, that's very considerate of them, yes, too. Yes, they're very considerate animals. 
not only do they turn it on as as they want to do, they they turn it off, which is well, awesome. and it's like the lever type where it like yeah. you swing it, and yeah, it turned it on, played in the water for a minute, and then turned it off. Beautiful. Yeah. Doesn't th- so th- raccoons are almost better than children then sometimes. They're they actually fall between on the IQ spectrum between dogs and chimpanzees. Really? Yep. They have over two hundred. Uh, noises in their language. Yeah. So yeah, they they communicate very well. Which, if you watch the raccoon coyote video, you will see they they are they're, very they're, organized. They're barking orders to each other, and which is else. why I think they will make the perfect army. I I concur. Can I can I at least be like a, a high ranking official in this army? Uh, maybe a maybe a master sergeant. Okay, I'm good with that. Yeah. I mean, I the raccoons will outrank you. You'll have right. to salute them. Just remember, we, okay, okay, that's fine. Just remember, we have to train them on the enemy's tanks, yes. not ours. Yes, we will train them on the en- enemy's Oreo cookies. That's <laughs> uh, chutney flavored. Fuck that shit. Oh, there's some things that you know people think. Oh, they just eat anything. There's some things that you hand them and they'll grab it from you. Yeah, and then they they like throw it off to the side. <laughs> like this is no good. Yeah, this is not good. Like what the fuck are you trying to feed me here? We we buy bags of like the dried marshmallows from cereal at the Mennonite store at the, yeah. at the bulk food store and they love those that's of like one of their do. favorite treats ever so if you ever want to <laughs> that's get one to of the my heart favorite of raccoon, treats ever <laughs> if you ever want to get to the heart of the raccoon on your property do it with marshmallows marshmallows yeah it, that makes total sense to me yeah uh, so yeah you know there's all that there's all that all that and a bag of chips yeah. So, so what else has been happening this week? Oh, just work is really, you know, I, I don't mind working, and I have a decent work ethic, but I'm not a Clydesdale. Have you expected me to get so much shit done and just be the workhorse of the group? I, I'm not your guy. Like, I like to fuck around just as much as the next person. I like a steady cornucopia of being busy and yet fucking off and being able to like read shit on the internet like about uh, bluff charges from raccoons yeah well i gotta admit that i i can pretty much have fun doing anything yeah and so like even when shit's blowing up at work i'm gonna have fun with it okay you know so i it it's just it's just the way i am i've always found that if you can lighten the mood it's a better mood right you know, right. so absolutely. So I, I, I tend to, I tend to operate that way all the time. I, and that's I, good. And I, I'm good. It's not like nothing I do is difficult or taxing, per se. It borders on mundane, but it's just the external pressures that you get from the corporate world about deadlines, and and they're all arbitrary. Every deadline you're given is arbitrary. It's just because somebody felt that it should be done by this time. And you'll find this odd. I actually find that if I didn't push the pace of things at work, yeah, it would move too slow for me sometimes. And that, I get that. I get that. And things need to move at a certain pace. But, you know, there's nothing more disheartening than having, as an engineer, than having being pushed and pushed and pushed and told you're behind, you're doing shit, you're a dog, get the fuck to work, you're lazy, you're a piece of shit. Wake then, up. Yeah, then, yeah, wake up. I saw you sleeping at your desk again. And, yeah, your internet log from last week was preposterous. 
then uh, and they give you these deadlines and they push and push and push you and fuck with you and fuck with you and fuck with you and you deliver the shit they need and it sits on their desk for four weeks and they don't do anything with it. I spend at least an hour a week arguing that Victoria's Secret is not porn. No, it is not. I, As an IT guy, I appreciate that stance. Yes. Thank you for taking it. Uh, on behalf of office workers and people that work in, around computers and the internet everywhere, thank you. You know, oddly enough, you wouldn't believe how much. And I don't know. I have not, yep, no problem. Re- I have not you, researched this enough. Yeah. But I, I will. I will for our live episode. I Please. will know this. Okay. I don't know if the amount of Victoria's Secret views that we get on our network is because Thank you, bud. we have a high percentage of women that work where I work. Right. Or if it's because. There's a high percentage of perverts. Or the, the men that work there are perverts. I think you're going to find a healthy mix here. I believe that's going to be the case as well. Yeah. I appreciate this. This is the type of research our country needs right now. It is. I, I think that I should get funded for this research. I think you could probably get a grant for this easily. Yeah. I, I really do. And as you know, I could handle the grant writing part of it because I do have an MBA and I have an accountant. We have a faithful listener who's a, a, one of the best accountants in the country. So she could probably help us with this. Well, I, I have a very simple way to find this out. All right. I look for two things. I look for just victoriasecret.com. Okay. Then I look for orders.victoriasecret.com. And that's okay. going to give me my answer because guys aren't going to be on their order and shit. Right. They're if just going to be browsing. If there's one thing you want to do, don't want to do, if you're married, is order lingerie for your wife. I mean, yes and no. That's like an early in a relationship a, thing. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, because, I mean, I've seen it go both ways where it's, <laughs> thank you. It's a stylus now. The yeah, fry is a stylus. It's a, it's a fryless. There's <laughs> <So. laughs> probably enough grease in it, it would work. It's, it, con- it, it, it's it, conductive. It it it's conductive. It's conductive. Highly conducive to conductivity. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's good. So the amount they order, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a whole legion of women that want men to buy their underwear for them, but I don't think there really is. I know that's not my wife. Yeah. I don't really buy her a lot of clothes because I don't make good decisions. I don't think I've ever bought. I have bought her something, but it's it's when we go to a store and she'll go... Oh, I really like that. And then I go right back to that store so yeah, that I make sure I know what the fuck it is. That's being attentive. That's being and, very and I, attentive. And I buy it. And I, I buy like three of them because, you know, in different styles or whatever, different right. colors, because that doesn't happen very often. I suppose I've bought footwear and outerwear, like, you know, outdoor gear and stuff like that. But, I mean, that's not like something intimate. Yeah. You know. Oh, I, yeah. I, intimate stuff, I, I'm not. Let's pass on it. Yeah. It's like I tell every guy, uh, when, when, when anybody gets married and they ask me for advice, which, by the way, I'm the last guy you should ask for marital advice from, uh, they always say, well, what, what do you recommend? And I say, here's what you do. The very first load of laundry you do after you get married, fuck it all up. You'll never have to do laundry ever again. What I tell people is, you know, they'll be like, wow, you've been married almost 21 years. How'd you do it? I said, you need to find... A tolerant woman without a lot of other options. Amen. I like and, I like both of ours. Yeah, and and that that helps. Yeah, it's still not a guarantee because no. she'll find other options. Yeah, yeah. But you you have to be the the least objectionable option. And and my wife, I just I just wore her down, basically. You know, <laughs> we'd known each other for 
I think like six years before uh, before we started dating, and it was just my constant persistence that yeah yeah we should persistence we should pays go off. out we should go out persistence definitely pays off. And then eventually she was like, ah, oh, fine. See, my ex-wife, I met her uh, at a college party, even though I was no longer in college. <laughs> she was, and I followed her around like a little puppy dog, according to her. But it worked. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, my puppy dog act was charming enough that. Yeah, well, that's basically what I, I. Yeah. I basically let her know I wasn't going away. Yeah. And that that paid off. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm happy yeah. to hear that. And uh, and I constantly remind her that we decided that if we ever need to separate, get a divorce, it's pistols at twenty paces. Yeah, I've said this takes before, all. and I love Winter this. This is all. brilliant. You know, and uh, we. This is brilliant, but this is also why I've seen you practice this skill a lot. Oh yeah, that's why I'm always out there. Yeah. Uh, Taking taking ten paces, yeah. and, or twenty paces, whatever, however yeah, many. We, whatever, the, yeah. I've seen you practice both scenarios. Yeah, we. Well, I don't know in her. Yeah, it's cumulative. Like right. each of us taking ten is the twenty, rather than each of us taking twenty. Right. So 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 be prepared. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I'm shooting at nine. How very Aaron Burr of you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you know. But, you know, we made it a whole thing. We went and picked out the pistols together. Yeah. She's got a nice pink one that I've, I've filed off the firing pin on. And, uh, and I have a very reliable... <laughs> <laughs> that she's uh, worked on the trigger mechanism, so it's a little sloppy. And, yeah. yeah. My grips are loose. They're... Both of the sights suck ass at this point because they've been beat up with a raccoon. Yeah. Oh man, this is a great story. Yeah. yeah like so, this. so yeah, that's that's what we got going on. That's why we're still together. So, all you married couples out there, just have an arrangement like this, and uh, who knows what it might lead to. Yeah. You know, and for those of you who aren't married, yeah. you know, take this advice. You know what this fuck all up your laundry, pick out your pistols. You know what this all boils down to: communication. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, it, it, flat out, I've told her. I said I modified your gun to where it won't shoot, so you yeah. don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to split up with me. Yeah. See, if my ex-wife and I had done that, I probably wouldn't be here today because her reflexes are vastly superior to mine. So. Well, you wouldn't have modified her gun. I would have. Yeah, I figured. I, I probably would have. And you know, it's it's an agreement. You you both agreed upon it, so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's dual rules. I mean, I don't think it's ever been put on the book that that's illegal. No. If both people agree to a duel, I think it's a it's a it's an agreement. Right. They used to call it a gentleman's agreement, but I think that's outdated this day and age. Yeah. Since we have you know women's suffrage and they can vote and shit and other freedoms, I think that I think it's no longer a gentleman's agreement. Did I tell you about the odd thing I seen on somebody's email signature? No. The other day from work. So this is a grinds my gears thing. Oh, here's and, what grinds my gears. And it, it, it's not so much that it's there. It's just that it's there. Okay, go on. So somebody's email signature, and they have a very, very feminine name. All right. And they had to put at the bottom, and it's this is like a state agency. Okay. I'll let remain nameless. <laughs> um, but every email signature of any of their people that work for them has their acceptable pronouns at the bottom. Are you fucking with me? No, I am not. Oh. So this person's happens to be hers, her, and something else. Mine would just be shithead. Yeah. 
Well, I, I felt like putting it at the bottom of mine, you know, like cookie, trombone, you yeah. know, masturbator. I don't Boner. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, just because. And then vagina for boner and vagina. Yeah. Just so leave ambiguous. Well, yeah, you yeah. don't want to, I don't want to leave, leave right. too much to question out there. But I just, and then I saw a guy from the same agency and his was he, his, Ugh. and some, you know, I don't remember. You're wearing me out, man. This is where, this is why we spend so much energy on social situations anymore, I feel like. like yeah, isn't it odd? I mean, it used to be. If you were, and I'm not saying I want to be vulgar, and I'm not trying to offend anybody. No, but no. sometimes you have to tiptoe so much to not offend people that it's ridiculous. I, I, if somebody said to me, "Hey, I, I really, you know, I'm identifying this way or that," right? And this is political as I'm, I'm going to get. I'm, I'm, ident- I'm identifying as a terrible podcaster this day and age. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um. So yes, yeah, so I. If you were to refer to me as shit, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. In the podcast that. world, that's accurate. Yes. But, it, you know, if somebody was to come up to me and say, hey, I'd really prefer you didn't uh, didn't call me out on, on, you know, what I identify as, just call me this. Right. I'm going to do that for them because right. I, I respect their wishes. The same, I'm that. the same way. I'm the same way. But to actually have to put that on a... Email signature. So there's certain information that should not need to be volunteered. It should be either asked for or the situation will call for it to be noted. Right. But definitely to put that right there, right up front, it's it makes things awkward. It's unsettling. From, it makes things ups, unsettling and awkward from what we like to call in the rodeo business from the get. You yeah. Know? Well, and what for what purpose? Right. Like, why, if this person is obviously male or female and they don't mind being called by the standard pronouns right why does it have to be declared you know and i mean for fuck's sake i've got there's an hr lady at work that calls me ryan still every time and i never correct her because i'm just like you know what i don't give a fuck yeah if she wants to think i'm ryan she can go ahead and fucking call me ryan by the way i'm phil nickel he's adam filkins i don't think we said this in this episode we did we did i started out with that you did i did you know, it's kind of like when you drive a route all the time and there's certain milestones you look for, like certain markers of, of the journey, the trek, but you drive it so often that you zone out and you say, holy fuck, I don't remember driving through Breckenridge. But you drove oh. through Breckenridge because you're just on auto, you know? So when I used to commute back and forth to Saginaw Valley, yeah, you know where the big Santa Claus is. On of 46. course, I flip them off every time, exactly. which is weird. I've, I've done this my entire life since I, I turned 18. My very first trip to Saginaw, when I was driving over there in my Buick with all my earthly possessions to go to college, I flipped that Santa Claus off because he pissed me off that day, and every time I've driven by him since, I flip him off. Okay, well, you have to clarify this before I finish my story. Yeah. What exactly did he do to piss you off? He's a jolly fellow, and I hate Christmas because my birthday's two days after. So he was ho-ho-hoing, and you... He was just hoeing away, and I'm like, you know what? Not today, big fucker. Not today. Okay, so... My story, I remember that Santa Claus. Okay. And this happened on more than one occasion, commuting back and forth. Right. I, I, I saw the Santa Claus. The next thing I remember is having to stop for squat, uh, Scott's Quick Stop. Yes. And so that's like that's that's probably 20 miles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's easy, 20 and, miles. And that means that I don't remember going through the Carroll Corners right. yeah. intersection yeah. at all. 
And I'm just like, why? How did I get here? And that happened on more than one occasion. Well, like, I used to drive. Uh, so when I was in Saginaw, my girlfriend went to Elma. So I would drive over. It's about a 35, 40 minute, about a 40 minute drive. I drive, and you've got all these shit towns Merrill, Breckenridge, Hemlock. You drive, or not, yeah, you drive through. I would forget them because I would just be in a zone and I'd be listening to, uh, what was that one with Lou Brutus, uh, uh, that show on Sunday nights? Uh, yeah. Rock, yeah. Uh, what is it? The, rock something. Yeah, rock line. Y- yeah. The, the news that's hardline, yeah, hardline. hardline. The news that spit the dish or whatever. Yeah, great show. Yeah, but I just I'd be listening to it, and of course I had probably gotten my fill of being laid for the weekend and dropped her off at college. So Sunday nights I'd drive back to Sunline, yeah. and yeah, it's all good. The part that freaked me out the most was there was a stop in the middle of that and Kingston, and you wonder if and you I did it. Do you ever? Either. Yeah, you wonder if. Oh you ever, yeah, did I just blow through that? What the hell? You know. So it's. Yeah, it's weird because you can just zone. You get in a zone, and these things you do so often, you, you just do it automatically. You're an autopilot at that point, yes. it, which is weird to say. Like, I've, I've read, actually, my brain only will autopilot for short spurts. But there are people out there. There are people out there that do all kinds of shit. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, imagine being a truck driver. Yeah. Oh, you'd be autopilot. Imagine, like, an assembly line worker that's just repetitive, 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 yeah. repetitive. You, I think that's it's a coping mechanism for your brain. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'd come home if I had to work on an assembly line. I'd come home and go, "Why's my dick got a Ford stamp on it?" <laughs> and then you'd be calling the office. Uh, yeah. The cameras show that you uh, stamped your dick. Well, well, I'm sorry, I missed. Swing and a miss. <laughs> How come you was straddling the machine like that, Adam? <laughs> and why were you humping it? <laughs> <laughs> We could have done... It's not necessarily the action of what had happened, you see. It's the humping motion. <laughs> you know, evidence shows that you're... Because of, of your stature, it says Ford, 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 Ford. <laughs> <laughs> the last guy that did this only got F.O. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations, you fired. <laughs> That's the welcome to Jamaica man, have a nice day joke. Have you heard that one? Yes. <laughs> oh, I see. You must be in love with a woman named Wendy, too. No, man. It just says, welcome to Jamaica, man. Have a nice day. <laughs> what a great joke. Oh, oh I just gave you the cliff notes on that one. That's all right. It's You can fill in the gaps. You can Google it, I'm sure. Yes. Use the Google. Use the Google. Great googly mooglies. Uh, where are we at on this episode? Uh, you know, we're close to the uh, wrap-up point. Okay. We're, we're very close. Okay. Because we haven't heard from J.R. Jupiter yet. so We have not. Should he, we hear from him now, or do you want to... Well, if he has a report to give us, we could throw it live to J.R. Jupiter on location, on time. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Let me... I got to... J.R. Jupiter here. Reporting to you live from late September 1692, I'm in Salem, Massachusetts, where something earth-shattering, groundbreaking, and newsworthy is happening. This is the Salem Witch Trials. We have already executed 20 of these bastards, one of them by Pien Forte et Dur. If you don't know what that means, that means stacking a board with heavy rocks atop of it. Yes, Giles Corey was executed in such way as he would not admit to being a witch and said no contesto to the trial. 
So they stacked heavy objects onto him until his eyeballs literally popped out of his head and he kept asking for more. It took two days. We've hung 19 other of these bastards, these witches. This is the way of the future. This reporter believes this is the way to do it. Anyone that believes in anything different or has other beliefs should be executed. It is 1692. We don't have time for these such things. I cannot wait to venture over to Europe and see what those limey bastards are doing with their witches. I have to believe that most of them are so witchy over there that only half the population now exists. Reporting to you live from Salem, Massachusetts, we've had hundreds of cues. Oh, wait. Wait. I'm hearing something. Wait. I'm, I'm being accused of being a witchcraft. Witchcraft. The only craft I know is quality broadcasting. Anyway, folks, it's time for me to run. Uh, real quick here from the studio. This is S.A. Saturn coming to you from the studio here live in New York City, downtown New York, WCNBCS 572, uh, 572 on your AM dial. Uh, and I just want to know, Jay, are any of these, uh, have any of these executed witches been proven to not be witches? Did any of them come back to life and try and strike anyone down? Yes, I am reporting that at least seven of the 19 have done that and tried to bring hellfire and brimstone, and they were promptly tossed into the bottom of the lake with what my friend Al Capone refers to as cement shoes. Fantastic. Great reporting there, JR. Signing off for JR Jupiter. Have a great night. I gotta go. So that was wow, uh, what a report. That was a great report. How it's going back to 1692. You know that you don't see reporters time travel today. He's very dedicated to his craft. Yeah, yeah. Getting in. You that know, I'm beginning to think that J.R. Jupiter might be a little opinionated too. He might be a little. I don't know. Is it? It's called witchism. I think when you're anti-witch. Because I think he really wanted this to continue. He really, you know, referring to the witches as limey bastards yeah. is not what you would normally hear out of a he, non... Uh, he, he really probably picked that up in his travel to, uh, uh, I would think, uh, like uh, the Revolutionary War, perhaps, or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Could be. J.R. Jupiter, he, he, he mixes genres once in a while, but this report was very spot on, I feel like. Uh, as to the moment, like he was there, he was in late September of 1692 in Salem, Massachusetts. So he, he really, the thing I, I really appreciate about the guy is he really has his finger on the pulse of what's happening around him. Yes, regardless of the time. Yeah, and he doesn't put any bias into it. He just, he says how he feels as well as what he's seen around him. And it's amazing. Well, he calls it really well, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, uh, the... Stacking of the boards, yeah. Um, you know the heavy objects on the boards, crushing someone slowly. Right. Uh, you can almost feel the weight of the situation in and, listening. I to mean, him. how did he know what the fuck that was even called? I wouldn't have known that. That what it was, PN Forte Adur. And it's not like he's looking it up on Google. No back then. shit. No. So think of the knowledge base that that Jr. Jupiter has. I'm in, color me impressed. You know what, Jr. Jupiter. You've won your spot as a correspondent on this show. Yeah, I think our, our correspondence, our field work yeah. will be uh, well covered for years to come. And I don't care that he talks in that old-timey voice. I think it's fantastic. No, there's, there's a certain romance to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, kind, of a, it's kind of a mix of uh, like old-timey reporter. Uh, it's a, bo- a little bit Bostonian and JFK kind of. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it's soothing. It really is. It really is. You can trust that news. News you can trust. And that's what it, he really, his tone, his cadence, 
everything just builds trust. I his feel like. fedora. Yeah, his fedora. He does wear a fedora. I mean, you people couldn't see that here at home. We couldn't see it either. Well, he sent a he sent he sent a picture, but unfortunately, it was it was black and white. It was a tin type. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. Uh, he said that his other option was to etch it in stone, but he found a photographer. Yeah. He had to. He said he had to sit still for forty-seven seconds. Damn. Yeah. I can't do that for seven seconds. Neither can I. And he's, he wears the fedora with the press, and he's got a big old cigar in his mouth, and he's just J.R. Ju- I'm glad we found this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a hell of a pickup. Hell of a pickup. So, so, so if you want to hear J.R. Jupiter report on any other historical events, send us an email at pineapplenipplearsehole at gmail.com or pnapodcastexpress at gmail.com. Yeah, definitely. Uh, or, you know, bring it on a piece of paper Saturday, May 1st, 7 p.m., the good old STD, Silver Tavern Deckerville, world famous fries. Come down here and, and, and uh, give those to us. But I, I got to say this. Jared Jupiter probably will not be able to report on that that night. He does need some time to prepare his, his time travel machine. Yes, yes. But in future episodes, if you give us a, a, a request, even in person on Saturday, write your name on it, and Jared Jupiter will give you a shout-out as he reports on it. Yes, from wherever yeah. and whenever Whenever or wherever it is, yeah. Yes. So definitely uh, make that happen. Make and, that happen. And you'll get JR's unique take on it because it's genuine. It's one of the most genuine things I've heard in a while about historical events. Yes. Well, you know, most people are like, oh, the Salem Witch Trials. What, what, a, what a tragedy. And he's like, hey, we've already cooked 20 we of these limey bastards. I know, yeah. yeah. We're either crushing them or hanging them, but either way, we're crushing it. And that's how justice is served, he feels that is. like. That is. Hey, I mean. Swift. Swift by the neck or over two days by weight. Yeah, so your eyes pop out. Man, I cannot. He the, even knew the name of the procedure, but he I, he probably went to the. He's very diligent. He probably went to the court proceedings and everything for for Giles Corey and, and probably yeah. felt it all out. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm sure that he had he has everything well documented. His sources. Because what do good journalists do? They document their they 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 always have their sources. You always yes. cite your sources. Yes, yeah. they do, and and he will. And he's his own source because he's there going through this. Right, right. So he, you know, just a tremendous asset to the team. Unbelievable. This is, I'm very. Sa Saturn really keeps him in line, though. Well, you know, when you have that kind of genius, there has to be something to reel it in. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the role. Sa Saturn is happy to play that role. It's the yin and the yang, folks. Oh, shit! Yeah! All right, should we wrap this thing up? We probably should eventually here. You know, we got got more stuff to do. Yeah, yeah, why don't we wrap this up? Uh, You know, thanks for listening to PNA Podcast Express. Email us, email us, anything. Anything, anyone. And I'm working on those mosaics. I'm glad we, we really touched on a lot of things that we haven't talked about in a while, and I like tonight's episode. Loose ends are never good. No, no, no. We've been able to tie some up. Um, I look forward to tying more loose ends up. But we uh, it's been a while since it's just been you and I. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. We've had some great guests We've had on. some great guests. We look forward to having more guests on. We look forward to having our regulars back on. And also, Laura, you're welcome on the podcast. Anytime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. Yes. Not, the invitation is out there. That's right. She, she adds a dynamic that uh, you and I don't carry. Ha! <laughs> Well said, my friend. So, anyway, signing off, he's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. This is the PNA Podcast Express. Make good choices. Bye.